Hello, hi everyone, and welcome back to the Healing Podcast. It's been quite a minute, quite a long time, and I feel like people are so tired of hearing, oh my god, I'm back, I'm gonna be consistent. I'm sorry, guys, I'm sorry. And today's episode is a very heavy episode. I think this is why it took me such a long time to actually record because. I was like, where the hell am I going to start? Like, what am I going to say? Am I going to break down? What am I going to talk about? So, warning, this podcast has no structure. I'm just going to say whatever comes into my mind, my experience. And today's topic is rape. I myself am a victim of rape. And I'm going to try as much as possible not to be emotional, but rather just speak my experiences. But if I get emotional, that's okay. That's fine. Um, so I've been raped more than once, but I'm going to speak about only one occasion. Not one occasion, but one of the rape or assaults, rather, that I experienced and i first experienced sexual assault when i was at the age of nine nine years old and back then i was schooling in baba primary school and it's a good school it's it was a very nice experience but at that time unfortunately i was raped by someone who was very close to me a family member I don't think a lot of people know because I never really said it out loud or told anyone about it explicitly, you know. So I experienced it when I was nine, as I said. So during holidays, I, I live in a household where um, both my parents go to work, you know. And then the challenge becomes during holidays when I have to spend time at home. So there's no one who stays with me. And as we grew up, we had helpers who would come, but like they wouldn't last or they would leave or there would always be a problem, you know. So sometimes my parents would be like, no, go to your cousin's house or go to this person's house or go to, you know. And the, the routine was, They'll drop me there in the morning and then I'll go back home in the evening when my parents were from work. So this was the routine all the time. And sometimes I'd sleep over at some places. Sometimes I'd have a helper. Sometimes my cousin would come and would be with me for like the whole month and would pay would whatever ransom that they, you know. So I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm bringing up the many scenarios so that people don't know who it actually is or where to get because, <laughs> you know, but yeah, it, it was different for every holiday, if I may say, like I didn't just go to one um, household. So it's, yeah, so I'd go there in the morning, come back in the evening or like, you know, and as I said, my, my parents trusted these people because they were family. 
old, you know? Yeah, that was family, very, very close. Close family that you wouldn't even ever expect such a thing to happen. Especially when you grew up with these people, you know? So, one day, I'll start with a story. And then after that, I will get into how it affected me. Um, one day when I was from school and decided to sleep over at the house, this man, so my, uh, my elders had went out of the, out of the house. I think they went for a wedding or something. I, I forgot what they went for. So I was with, and I, I was with an elderly I'm avoiding to say names, which is very tricky. It's very tricky, but I'll try. Let's let's call this person. <laughs> let's go. Okay, let's just call him James. Let's call this person James. So one day I was with James, and we were just chilling. I was watching cartoons, you know. And sometimes I'll just sleep for the whole day, and came to me one day he came to me and he's like oh how are you um and he put a movie and it was a very sexual movie you know but like as a child you like these sexual movies but like without seeing anything you know and one thing led to another he came touched my breasts touched me um played with my hair you know and he would ask things like oh do you want ice cream do you want this how is you know sit talk me and on other days i remember the first time it happened what he did was he was like oh come and let's play with your your cousin's makeup so i was like okay let's go play we're playing mankani and whatever and I don't know how he applied makeup. I don't know how he knew how to apply makeup actually. Because he actually did a pretty good job, eh? He applied me makeup. Fixed my hair. He was like, you look so beautiful. Are you not bullied at school? I was like, no, I'm not bullied at school. You know, I'm a very strong person. If they bully me, you know, like the energy and the zeal that a young person has or like a, a child has in speaking. And he is like, yeah, you're beautiful. You're smart. I love you. And you know, all these. And then he actually went in the bed and did it. But thing is, at that time, I was very confused, you know. So when it was done... I think I don't know how I didn't know but like I didn't know what happened you know like I didn't know this is how sex feels or this is how a person has sex if that makes sense or I didn't know how to define it like if at that age you could come to me and tell me and ask me what happened I wouldn't say I was raped I wouldn't say someone had sex with me because at that time, I didn't know how to define the action. So I just felt deep pain in my vagina. And when I went home, actually, it was not when I went home. I slept over. Yeah. In the evening at that time, blood came out. Like, there was a lot of blood that was coming out. Mind you, I was not yet... I, 
I didn't yet have my menstruation. So this is how my menstruation actually came into place for a few months actually. And then I had my first menstruation cycle, normal menstruation cycle when I think I was in start six. But then I was not yet having my menstruation. So I'd see blood coming out and I'd be like what is this but i wouldn't tell my parents or i I don't know because it wasn't like excessive it would come and go come and go all that but i remember it was so painful like it was extremely extremely painful and i remember crying and crying and all the time stop all the time what's going on like what are you doing you know, I, I, I remember one time I was like, oh, are you trying to bath me? Like, I don't know how stupid I was. But like, yeah, let me not disregard my feelings or however my thinking capacity was at that time. But it was so painful. I felt it so much. But thing is, it became a routine, you know. And I was scared to actually tell. Because, you know, I grew up with strict parents. And growing up with strict parents it's like it's strict parents but at the same time no room to actually talk about certain things you know it's a family of when you need something i got you you got me but like i don't think we talk about feelings you know and from then on everything completely changed you know my character changed I started becoming quiet, becoming shy. Mind you, I was a girl who was very opinionated, you know. But I must say, I did not become, it, it, it wasn't an immediate thing that I lost my self-confidence and I lost this and I lost that. It was periods of me now numbing my feelings and saying, maybe this is normal maybe this is supposed to happen because now everything in my mind is like this person is a person you trust you know this person is a family member my parents trust this person we live together probably this thing is supposed to happen and remember and i remember reading an article by someone who was like um is it normal to actually when when you were assaulted when you're young was it normal to actually like have dreams where you're sexually aroused or you're wet or not that you like the situation and that's actually what happened because remember i don't know sex i've never had sex before so sometimes it wouldn't feel as if it's forced because i get it happened within a long period of time so sometimes it's not like um sex sex with penetration sometimes you would like do foreplay so in terms of foreplay now you now learn your body and unfortunately you don't control what the person does so somehow at some instances you get aroused and you respond to that arousing i don't know if if i'm making sense because it's human nature for you to get aroused you start to learn your body you start to learn what 
what what's nice you know and for the longest time after that now you're like okay this is normal and you then i don't know i don't know how to describe it but yeah i hope people get what i'm saying hence some sometimes people actually think this person enjoyed the sex or this person enjoyed when he has been molested not that he enjoyed but it keeps coming back what is that you know what is that feeling imagine i'm a nine-year-old i'm like what is that feeling um i wish that feeling could come again but like it's painful but like what is that you know the the agency of discovery actually what the hell happened but it's like i'm hurt like what are you doing with my body you know and I think it stopped it stopped when this person actually moved away I don't know they moved away from the area yeah that's when it stopped I think it stopped when I was 10 years so basically took a period of two terms because no three terms because remember in primary we had three school holidays if i'm not kidding so every holiday it would happen so within that year of me being nine it happened throughout all these holidays so and i was scared of speaking to my parents because i was like where am i gonna start what is this maybe it's normal you know maybe i'm just making a big deal out of nothing and from there on i never became the same I'm not gonna lie. I feel like I'm describing, I don't know how to describe my feelings, but I'm gonna try my best. It became a thing of, the first stage was denial, of which that was my whole primary life after that. Cause I was like, nah, it's okay. It's back to normal. So basically till I was in starting seven, everything was fine. I had a proper childhood, I was like, you know, numbing the feelings, numbing the feelings. Basically, that event was very non-existent. Until from one now, I'm grown, man. Starting to learn things, discover things, what is sex, what is this, what is that. And only then it clicked that this person did this to me. You know, that's when now everything started coming back the trauma the events you know flashbacks of and it's not only flashbacks it's how could this person do this to me like why and why me like why would you do this to me changed character started being mean i started um basically i was a whole new person I was a whole new person. I remember, and mostly what angered me was at home or my parents because I think as a child, you 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 become out of character, not because you want to become out of character sometimes, but because of certain things. So I I felt very I felt not heard or not seen because it would my behavior change changes 
would be this girl's being rebellious she's not respecting us you know and all these things and it's like reading between the lines why can't you see at that time i felt like why can't you see that i'm screaming you know like why can't you see that the reason why i've changed and the reason why you think you feel like ah, she's just moody or like what's wrong with her or like you know because my i remember my dad would be would actually like look at me for a long time and be like i remember i got hurt so much because he looked at me and he was like what's wrong with you like and i remember his specific word was you know and in that moment it was a thing of why can't you see that this is not me you know you can clearly see that this is not me but like why are you putting the blame on me that what's wrong with you you know i feel i felt like as a parent you could have like like dug deeper on why is this girl changing behavior why are her grades um falling why are you know certain things like it's it's not only it's in the small things you know i'm a talkative person generally you know and i used to talk and suddenly i'm quiet suddenly i don't like talking talking to people suddenly I cannot stand in front of people. I'm nervous, anxiety. Suddenly, panic attacks are coming to me. All these things. You're being called at school that your daughter has panic attacks. Your daughter has this and that. And it doesn't occur to you, you know. And for the longest time, I think, I don't know. I feel like it's selfish. Now, in my state, I'm like, I feel like it's selfish for me to feel like people are just supposed to automatically know what's wrong with me but at at that time or that stage of being a nine nine year old and you know changing behavior at 13 and 14 and 16 i felt like parents should be more cautious of their children and actually make it a safe space for them to talk because when you are that strict or when you say words that actually are not nice you actually push a person away especially when it becomes to such when it comes to such sensitive topics so then i remember but i remember my brother one time he asked me because i think i I broke down in front of him because my parents were like um I should go to that place and i remember telling my brother i was like i don't want to go to that place i really really don't want to go to that place and i remember him shouting at me and as we were on the road he was he stopped the car and he said what's wrong you know you can talk to me but then i think after shouting at me he came to a realization of maybe there's something wrong you know of which already from the shouting i was like this is not a safe space for me to actually talk about something like this you know so then from that point on us i was like no i'm fine you know we went there routine you know flashbacks everything like started having anxiety like i wasn't comfortable all i would do when i would be there was I'd go to the room, I'd sleep. Like, I'd just sleep. 
the whole time till my parents came that was my routine like when i get there immediately i go sleep i don't get i don't sit in the sitting room or with people go because that place was associated with a lot of memories that i didn't want and um the effect that it had i was i think i had severe depression you know and i think my depression came as as my previous episodes have indicated my depression became worse when i was in university because i think now my feelings caught up to me you know now i was so depressed thought about situations and now it's like i cannot let people into my life because of that event you know all those several events that happened because now i'm only talking about one event but now because of that rape situation when i have a boyfriend or when i have a partner i feel like the same thing is happening to me or i have flashbacks and it affects my relationship i don't trust people i don't trust friends you know i i de-associate from people i'm full of anger i blame people i'm full of fear like even when a guy would come and touch me i'd i'd be so aggravated because why the hell are you touching me you know and i remember actually telling my friend this one time i called her and i said i actually want to die i remember that was the time when suicide thoughts came to me and i was on the phone call with my friends and i decided to after that i decided to drink pills i'd overdose on pills i'd cut myself it was so severe like i'd cut myself overdose on pills pills would not work and i remember taking a whole box of panadols like the the container actually drank all the panadols but all i did was feel dizzy and i vomited in the morning and that was all but this happened three times you know and then the third time i actually overdosed with other pills like different pills combined and then i was just such in a dark place because all these feelings catch up to me and i'm like why does family have to do this to you you know and i think it became better when i went to therapy spoke about it and as much as i spoke about it it brought healing in terms of now i had to let out all the emotions how i felt at that time you know cuz all the time i was like ah it was nothing you know i've healed but actually what i described as healing was me describing just numbing the feelings that i had you know me discovering how i feel how it affected me um how what i should have done differently and it helped me to stop blaming a lot of people because honestly speaking people wouldn't have known cuz i didn't say anything you know so i had to learn how to forgive people and i remember not so long ago i wrote a poem about the rape situation and i remember as i was writing it i cried and i actually 
called the person because the person is family member so i called the person i said and as i called the person the person just kept quiet on the other end of the phone and we both kept quiet for like two minutes and i said i forgive you and we both cried we both cried and cried and cried on the phone and i was and he was like thank you very much and i'm sorry that you had to go through that and you had to heal from something that you never received an apology for and that was the end of our conversation you know i didn't need him to explain why he did what he did you know i and the funny thing is i always thought like i always envisioned my interaction with him after so many years when i talked to him about this you know i always envisioned me saying how could you do this to me explain why you did it why me you know do you know how much you destroyed me do you know how much you have robbed me of my childhood do you know how much you have taken from me you know do you know how much you have forced me to mature at a young age i've always wanted those answers but at that time I've never seeked healing than before, you know. All I wanted to do was be happy again. All I wanted to do was lift the burden that I have. All I wanted to do was forgive and move on, you know. So that was how our interaction was and I really felt happy and I've never been happier ever since. And it brought healing to me, you know. I don't, I don't know if I can say an apology is all I wanted, but like, I freed myself by actually genuinely, genuinely forgiving him and actually telling him that, you know what, I forgive you, you know. And writing that poem was something that changed my whole life. Going to therapy and speaking about it and speaking to my friend and everything so and honestly speaking i won't say i've completely healed you know healing is is very tricky because you might think you're fine with something and months later something triggers you or not even trigger but healing has its ups and downs you know you may cry about something today, tomorrow you'll be fine about it. And then you suddenly remember, oh my God, actually, this is deeply traumatic. Like, it's it's now that I realize that it's more traumatic than I actually thought it was. You know, I downplayed it so much, but it played a huge role in how I am today. You know, trust issues, you know, that I have the 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 me actually like distancing myself from people because i feel like people always hurt me my sexual life or not not necessarily my sexual life but like my interaction with men or boys rather or any one of the opposite sex has just been wow like it has just been so different but I'm glad ever since I've healed, I've said, you know what, I should not let it take over my life again. 
because being depressed is not it's not fun you know you are just in a deep hole deep deep dark hole that you don't know whether you're gonna survive the next day or not you know when you're addicted to that pain and it's it's so weird because in the period of me numbing my feelings and i remember someone said this like you would you would actually romanticize that rape situation because it it gives you a defense mechanism of you actually like romanticizing that experience for you not to feel the emotional part of it or the traumatic part of it so you will tend to now want to romanticize that rape and try to put it in a positive light so that you can actually numb your feelings which is a very bad idea or a very bad coping mechanism and to each and everyone who has been a rape victim I like to say for me I blame myself all the time for saying how could I let myself go through that you know like why didn't I say something why why didn't I leave like you know people will ask why didn't you just say or why didn't you just run to the neighbors it's not as easy as people think it, it, it's absolutely not especially when you're a child when you're a child you think this is my safe space because you're taught family is everything you know and where are you supposed to run to when family is supposed to be where you're supposed to run to and this man would literally tell me they are not gonna be with you you know you'd convince me very good at manipulating convincing you that if you do this then if you tell people then i will strangle you or i'll do this to you like the threats were too much everything was too much and i'm glad i'm where i am right now in terms of the healing process and everything like it's actually i look back and i'm like i'm so happy it was recently my 21st birthday and i remember reflecting i was like i've come too far man like i'm i'm glad and i celebrate each and every time for my survival and the happiness that i have right now and actually the progress that i've made with my healing me being able to talk about how i feel me being able to heal and move on in a healthy way you know and me actually being aware of how i feel and being aware of other people's feelings so if you're a victim out there you can come and tell me your story how how it happened how you experienced it how you were coping it's definitely not easy but it's it is possible to move on it's there's life outside of that you know you have to make sure that you don't let them win you actually like you become the better version of yourself and actually thrive so thank you very much for joining me today as i was talking about my rape experience um as i said it was just me it didn't have structure it was just me saying how i felt or how i feel at the moment so thank you very much for tuning in it's a goodbye